Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by Kent Nichols from Ask a Ninja. You're really going to want to listen to this one. It's hilarious. We talk about all kinds of stuff. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Welcome to the program, America. Do you think I should start <laughs> opening the show with that? No, I think let's just presume that America is listening. Maybe they are. But do maybe should we not. presume that they feel welcomed? No, that's that. Let's go ahead and make those two assumptions: that they don't the, feel welcome and need to, uh huh. That they feel like outsiders looking in, right? And that the they in this situation is the entire country. Well, the Super Bowl's over, Jordan. What else are they going to do? Hey, listen to this podcast for until I don't know the next big sporting event. If you ask me, the you know what the real reason to listen to Jordan Jesse Go is hmm. for the commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said that out loud. We, we're recording just as just just as the Super Bowl has gotten underway, and and uh, my wife and I were at a friend's house, um, and uh, someone said that to me. The real reason to watch the Super Bowl is for the commercials, and I said, "Wow, where's the beef?" <laughs> um, you know what? Oh, sorry. Let's introduce our let's guest. Introduce and then our guest. Yes, yeah, some more thoughts on this topic. Our guest. He's the uh, co-creator of uh, probably the internet's most popular thing, um, certainly the internet's most popular thing with um, uh, one camera and a lot of editing. <laughs> um, now that Zay Frank retired. Yes. Uh, Kent Nichols from Ask a Ninja. Kent, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, guys. Hi. Thank you so much for gracing us with your presence. Yeah, you know, like, uh, I, I feel, uh, I feel, when does this air? The 7th? This, that's we're, my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. That's Thank fantastic. You. you get to have two birthdays, one while recording this. I know. And one on your actual birthday. I know. One on Reagan's 100th birthday mm-hmm. today. Congratulations, Ronald. Uh, I, let me guess. This is the 17th time you've turned 22. It is. It is. <laughs> I am 22 years old, and I'm loving it. <laughs> What's that dancing song? <laughs> That's what fun twenty-two-year-olds dance to. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Clearly, you gotta clearly. get out Come of on. the club. Yeah, I thought this was a seriously specific. okay. Yeah. You don't know what's banging in the clubs right now. That's one of your big problems, Jordan. That's yeah. why you haven't gone. That's why you haven't gone beyond field correspondent status. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. 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 You're right. I have, you been, knew, I have been stuck. I have been stuck in the world of they call them junk extended cable second for a reason, You know. Yeah, well, what about gay club drugs? Should I start doing gay <laughs> yes, club drugs? Absolutely, of Poppers. course. You absolutely, should. absolutely. Whippets. There was just a KTLA channel, a local news report on uh, ecstasy. And is uh, that a gay club drug now? Or is that is that? Well, is I, that, I would presume it's a gay club drug. It seems like it's a dancey, very dancey drug. If I was gay drug. and I was headed to a club, that's one of the ones I would choose. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and maybe it's a situation where, you know, <laughs> E is out of vogue with the general. You know, youth drug culture, but you know, but the gay community, which what, loves what kitsch, is, what which is, loves what camp, is, what are the club drugs that are in vogue right now? Salvia, salvia. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. People get high on salvia. They see the universe reduced to a single point, 
And then they hit the floor to some high energy dance music. Yeah. Really? So is that all because of the Miley Cyrus like bong video? Like, yeah, sure. Where... No, once you once once I think uh-huh. it, it was bubbling up from the underground. Sure. Young people uh, having existential crises that seem like they last for months, but actually only last ten or fifteen minutes is one right. was one of the hottest new things mm-hmm. because you can videotape it and laugh at them having an existential crisis on YouTube. <laughs> um, and now Miley Cyrus has made it bigger than ever. Well, she does that. She's a trend maker, particularly in the homosexual club going community. <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking I, of homosexuals, oh, by the way, yes. Mm-hmm. On the subject of homosexuals, <laughs> I want to offer uh, an apology. Uh, not really an apology, but a, a note of clarification sure. with regard to my neighbor. Now, I had presumed that because my neighbor, who is a gay gentleman, right. was receiving magazines in opaque packaging, right. that he was receiving pornographic magazines in the mail, which I'm not against. I just thought it was adorable that anyone would have a subscription to a pornographic magazine in 2011. Right. Now, it turns out, I have learned from the internet... That while I was disappointed to find out that there are no culture and lifestyle magazines with gay pornography in them, uh, <laughs> a la Playboy, uh, that, that question, which I posited to the audience, came back a resounding no. Uh, I did find out unexpectedly that there are some uh, non-pornographic gay magazines that come in opaque packaging in case you don't want people to know you're gay. Okay, wait. So now, are you certain? Did you open up the packaging and find out that they were gay magazines? I'm not going to open up my neighbor's mail. I'm okay, just going to so snoop then, around in his mailbox. But what if it's like he's a closet engineer and like doesn't want people to know that he's receiving <laughs> he's like engineer popular mechanics? Yeah, popular mechanics. No, you're like okay, because like that. Like I thought you were going to say my neighbor confronted me. And that it was not so when indeed... You're, so you're saying when you're subscribing to Popular Mechanics, when you're filling out the card, you can sure. check a box that says, send it privacy style. Perhaps. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, take off the blinders. Yeah, you Don't, you, like, like I, I thought you had proof in hand and in hand, so to speak, like that, that this was hardcore gay pornography that you had proof of. I'm excited oh. at, at the idea that when you fill out a subscription card, you could decide in what style it should be delivered. Oh, like, clearly. Know, uh, south of the border style? would be a board of burro right. oh yeah see see <laughs> um my, uh this year for christmas my my mom asked me what i wanted for christmas and i said uh hey how about some magazine subscriptions sure because you want to be you want to stay informed <laughs> yeah yeah no and i i enjoy magazines i do a reasonable amount of flying so magazines are are more valuable than ever Right, exactly. Uh, so she's like, what magazines would you like? I made some suggestions. I said, maybe Wired, maybe The New Yorker. She's like, great. So uh, Christmas morning, uh, everything's opened up. She's like, oh, hey, uh, I couldn't wrap it up, but uh, I got you a subscription to Time Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> so now every week uh, I get Time Magazine, and I kind of wish I could get it privacy style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're, you're more on the Condé Nast sort of bandwagon of, right, uh, right. of properties. There's a there's a magazine that's uh, roughly equivalent to Time, mm-hmm. um, but the premise of this magazine is that rather than do reporting, they will summarize the reporting of others. It's called The Week. Mm-hmm. And I feel like any time the topic of Time or Newsweek comes up in a group situation which it often does i mean clearly if you're i know you're you're not out at the clubs jordan but Mm -mm. um clearly not i'm still doing e for god's sake yeah (laughs) apparently that's over um but but i feel like on more than one occasion somebody has like copped an attitude with me 
about uh, even like The Economist or something. They're like, you know what you need to check out? The Week. It summarizes all the news so you can... Really? Is that what I need to check out? <laughs> it's like it's like if you were saying to someone like, God, have you read the new Michael Shabon novel? And then they say, oh man, you know what you got to look into? Reader's Digest. <laughs> this thing... <laughs> okay, that's all I got on that. That's okay. I loved Reader's Digest when I was a kid. Those jokes, like, I don't know. <laughs> well, you've always been a sucker for military things. I know. What, 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 I know. Then, then, like, it was like, I think there was a rift at about 14 or 15 that I figured out, like, oh, oh, this is a weird <laughs> publication. <laughs> what uh, is this? Um, Why I, is everyone could... always getting attacked by animals? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of wilderness survival stories. A lot, of, a lot stories. of survival stories, a lot of base based humor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, yeah, and the amusing tale. Yeah, all those amusing Or like tales. wisdom from a f- famous baseball coach. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really? Casey Stengel once said. Oh, yeah. yeah. Clearly. The Stengelmeister, you know, like, would drop the knowledge. Oh, you full can't of always swing for the fences. <laughs> it's like, all right. Uh, on the topic of Super Bowl and why or why not to watch it. Uh, right. On before I came here, mm-hmm. uh, I was sitting at a thing eating a sandwich. Right. A restaurant. Okay. Sure. Uh, and uh, was it and, an intervention, like a thing? No, no. It was a restaurant. I okay. said thing okay. when okay. I meant okay. restaurant. Okay. Okay. Uh, and there were a couple of couple of fixed gear bike types oh, next the to me. Fixies. Sure. Uh, and they were just kind of eating quietly. Um, <laughs> And then one, just, one which of them, is good because yeah. otherwise you'd have had to pound them. Yeah. Well, uh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> one of them says to the other one, "Hey, you know what, dude? I just realized I don't even know who's playing in the Super Bowl today." <laughs> right now, uh, uh, and this is something I've been noticing a lot. I'm taking a um, I'm taking a sitcom writing class on Sundays, and uh, I'm in it with a bunch of other people who would take a sitcom writing class. And since class cut ups, class cut ups. We had a class today, and there was a big row amongst the guys about like how they don't care that we're having class on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, it was a row. It was a row. Classifying it just as that uh, as a row, I think having, right there, you know, sounds like quite a hullabaloo. Having, they were having a lot of fun. With there was the a facts. kerfuffle. Yeah, yeah, a din. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were having a lot of fun with the fact that they were the kind of guys who would rather work on their sitcom writing than watch the Super Bowl. Sure. I am not a guy who watches the Super Bowl. No, okay? sir. You, don't, you couldn't care less about sports. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's so lame to be proud of being a guy who doesn't <laughs> watch sports. Now, I know that like in high school, you maybe have to develop that attitude if you're... You know, if it's a jock-heavy high school that cares a lot about sports, you have to, like, kind of defend a little bit against it. And I get it. But when you're an adult, shut the fuck up. Like, don't be proud of the fact that you don't know who's in the Super Bowl. That just shows that you don't engage with the world. Like, that means <laughs> right. you're, you're uh, oblivious. I don't know. Anyways. And, and to be fair, I, I will say I do know who is in the Super Bowl. Sure. Ruben Stuttered. Yeah. Right. And a rapist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> They're playing it's Super true. Bowl it's against true. each other. I had a really, I had a really odd exchange with a woman I didn't know at uh, at our friend's house earlier, just as the Super Bowl started. And and again, as we record this, the Super Bowl's still going. But she says, uh, "I hate that. I hate that Ben Roethlisberger." 
he's so big and ne- he's a big Neanderthal. He's so oafish. Yeah. And I said, and he allegedly raped more than one person. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say there's two reasons right. to dislike his, Ben yeah, Roethlisberger. His, his brow, his Neanderthal-like brow. Yeah, his, gir- his physical size, and his, his unusual physical size. Okay, speaking as someone who's six foot six and 250 pounds, I think, you know, I, <laughs> yes, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a little You oafish. would be kind of, you, frankly, you would be offended if people said that they didn't like you because you were Oafish, right. not because of the rapes. Absolutely, absolutely, and I've I've lived my life to be n- as non-rapey as possible. Sure, right. And so you know, everything, you've to had to rape you a few do times. Is consensual, absolutely. Even everything, the, yeah. Even the non-sexual things, you ask for permission. Yes. You know, may I pay for this hamburger? Sure. <laughs> may yes, I sure eat man. this hamburger? <laughs> you were asking the hamburger. Now, did you, so did you watch? Did you watch? The, so you, I watched the beginning of the Super Bowl too. Did you see former NFL greats? Reading the Declaration of Independence. Wait, what? <laughs> no, that's, that's not a real happen. thing. No, that really happened. Happen. No, I swear to God. Okay, so it's like Colin Powell and the commissioner, Roger Goodell, commissioner of the NFL. They're walking in the rotunda where they keep, you know, the, the Declaration of Independence. And, like, Colin Powell's talking, and he's sort of very jovial. And, like, uh, Roger Goodell is looking like he's going to kick the audience's ass. He's just, like, walking. Like, he's just yeah. he's not very comfortable on camera or something, but he's just looking well, very like he wants to see angry. he has purpose. Yeah, absolutely. He's walking with purpose and angry. And then it cuts to... Various current and former NFL great players. It just cuts to like Ronnie Lott. St- yes, Ronnie Lott standing in fields of, of Americans that are staring dead, dead-eyed at the camera as it's swooping with jib arms. Wait, like, so this is for GoDaddy.com, right? No, this is not <laughs> GoDaddy.com. No, no, this and is for Danica the Patrick. NFL, the NFL, and the uh, and the military, and uh, it, it it is and the Declaration of Independence is a fine American document. But it's a little wordy and long for a television piece. So it went on for a full five minutes of swooping HD visuals in various settings in America wow. with all of these players and uh, and Americans and service members and, and children's orchestras. There's and so many service members everywhere. Yes. <laughs> Look, my father is a veteran. I have the utmost respect for our men and women in uniform. You don't have to you don't have to question my respect. For our men and women mm-hmm. in uniform, but even they must feel a little uncomfortable when they're all when they're always getting calls to stand behind Christina Aguilera. Yeah, sure. Man, she oversung that. Uh, the, the, like there, there was like five hundred notes in her national anthem too, wow. as well. The question is, can we do a, a ninety-minute Jordan Jesse go on the ten minutes of the Super Bowl that we <laughs> That's saw right. That's right. Right. before we started recording? And then I left. And then I left. And then I came here. Well, we've, we're lucky to have you, Kent. Oh, stop it. Kent Nichols from Ask a Ninja is our guest. I'm Jesse Thorne. With me, Jordan Morris. We'll be back with more Jordan Jesse Go in just a second. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Kent Nichols carbon based laugh form. <laughs> All right. Wow. You got that over Twitter. Huh? Oh, hey. Yeah, I saw that Kent. Kent was, uh, Kent knew he was coming on to Jordan Jesse Go. Mm-hmm. He knew the drill. He knew that he would have to think of a nickname. He That's did right. some brainstorming with his friends on Twitter. 
And uh, yeah, and I I I like that one the best one. I, I I thought that was I thought that was fun. Carbon based laugh form. Hello. Did you hear uh, Kurt Anderson talking about uh, Explodo on Studio Three Hundred and Sixty? I did not. This is news that is reverberating through the Max Fun universe right now. <laughs> uh, I have gotten no less than ten emails about this. Our friend Kurt Anderson hosts the public radio international program Studio 360. Big fan. It's a world of arts and culture. I think all, everyone sitting here is a big fan of Studio 360. Sure. Uh, Jordan's often calls me to talk about the latest Studio 360. We'll chat a little bit about it. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Kurt Anderson, when he was a guest on this program, used the nickname Explodo. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We didn't really expect Kurt Anderson to be comfortable coming up with a stupid nickname. We figured Kurt Anderson, being exceptionally classy, I called someone classy. I called Daryl Hall from Hall & Oates, uh, who was on The Sound of Young mm-hmm. America recently, classy on Twitter. And Kurt Anderson said that uh, classy was Jesse Thorne ease for uh, middle-aged and well-mannered. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Kurt's a very classy guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so our minds were absolutely blown by the fact that his nickname was Explodo. Cut to roughly two years later. It's still front and center in our minds. We're still working over <laughs> it's basically exploding. all we clearly, think about. Clearly, um, and our friend Kurt Anderson explains on Studio Three Hundred and Sixty that he didn't even make up the name Explodo. It's his actual nickname. His actual nickname because he loved as a child to set off fireworks. Explode! Well, that's the uh, that's the cleanest version of that nickname. I mean, it was yeah. the cleanest explanation. Apparently, <laughs> I'm called Explodo because I have so much jizz. <laughs> I my balls make so much, jizz. and that's why Kurt Anderson's so classy. Mm-hmm. He's a class act. Anyway, our our hats are off. Sure, to Mr. Kurt Anderson. He told me he's coming to Los Angeles. We'll try and get him back in oh, here. Oh boy, that'll be a treat. He's going to be visiting Los Angeles. We bring him by. We talk things over a little bit. <laughs> Have a few drinks. And explode all over go. his head. Yes, and just explode. Okay, Jordan, you're, you've been holding this piece of paper in your hand. Yeah. I don't know what to... Can't, I should explain. I have no idea what is on this piece of paper. Is this like the Carson bit? Is this, uh, you know... Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> a joke, a smoke, and a bloke. Five things. Something, something. That's right. Madonna. That's right. Hey-o. Uh, <laughs> you guys, you guys should have been the Tonight Show host instead of Conan. That's yeah. right. No, well, clearly I was up for it, but uh, you know. Oh, jeez. Okay, so Jordan has been okay, so excited so about whatever this, this piece of paper I represents got on Saturday, mm-hmm. and it's basically been all I've been thinking about. It has <laughs> replaced Explodo in my brain wow. as my foremost thought. That's a lot of mental real estate. Uh, I got this in, uh, there was a bulletin board. Uh, I went into one of those stores that's just kind of like a general office uh, activity store. Like somewhere you go to get something laminated. I had to send a fax on a Saturday, so I went to this place to send a fax. I hate sending faxes. I always have to go to those places. Yeah, yeah. There's copy machines. People, try being in business. Yeah, I'm I'm here at the business, in, in my business area here. Yeah, yeah. In Jesse's office where we record this program. Sometimes somebody will ask me to send them a fax, hmm. and I'll say, can I just email it to you? Right. And they'll say, no. no. Yes. Yeah. What? What do and you mean, so, so no? I have to find a Kinko's. Do you like, not ah. have email? Ah. Yes. Um, Infuriating. Anyway, so there's a bulletin board Clearly. in this place, yeah. and uh, you know, there's stuff mm. for 
dog walking for community theater performances for like guys who take new headshots. And then I saw a stack of these that had just been kind of precariously push pinned to this billboard. Um, and you, this, it's about the size of a business card, but it's just printed on paper. This is not. He will not show it to this us. This is not heavy card stock. No. no this, this is, is just a piece of paper. From what I can see right now, Jordan, we're talking about a standard piece of paper, mm-hmm. roughly the size of a business card. Two yes. inches Continue. by four inches. And you have the floor. And I'm going to read every bit of information on this little slip of paper. All right. Uh, I will only omit this guy's phone number. Okay. Thank but you. every other piece of information, I am not leaving anything out. His phone number is public. Right. He put it on the bulletin board. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll get to that. Uh, Rick Martino, R-I-K, Martino. Need help? Call Rick. Phone number, YouTube.com. Fluent in English and Italian. Physically fit. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so is there no username on YouTube? No, just no, it's just the website youtube.com. Uh-huh. <laughs> I assume Rick Martino has things on YouTube, but this is not pointing to a specific page. Did you or... search for Mr. Martino? Uh and I'm assuming it's I'm presuming <laughs> yes, it's a mister. I am too, but who knows in this crazy world? Cuz it could be Rick. Yeah, yeah. Um that is all the information. Sure. Clearly. Need, can't need now, help. We don't. We're, we work in the audio medium, right? But you've been immensely successful on YouTube for many Absolutely, years. Absolutely, yeah. You, you yeah. and your project Ask a Ninja. Would you recommend a specific URL or just writing YouTube? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. The YouTube sort of needs a little, maybe a little traffic boost in general, right? Sure. And so, right. not getting the attention it deserves, right? And so maybe, maybe just having YouTube there, you know, without any other call to action or anything else that's specific that they t- teach you how to do to to drive personal traffic for you. Uh, might be helpful. J- just so this might be. You're thinking this is kind of a good Sam type situation where he just sees a company that needs a little bit of a boost. Mm-hmm. Says, maybe check out YouTube.com. Maybe or maybe it's one of those like environmental games that they do to like launch Halo uh, or something like that. Oh, like yeah. Rick Martino is is in it. Of himself. It's just like an element within a so massively maybe, multiplayer game or something. So maybe if we investigate this enough, we'll figure out who the villain in Batman 3 is going to be. Yeah. Good fingers crossed. Yes. <laughs> oh, wait. We know that. Yeah. Well, wait. Who is the Batman Who is the Batman villain? Uh, Anne Hathaway is going to be Catwoman, and Tom Hardy is going to be Bane. And they say maybe Joseph Gordon-Levitt will do something. Now, how attractive is Tom? Because Anne Hathaway, man, I have a, I have a crush on that lady. Uh, I didn't until she hosted Saturday Night Live. Oh, I yeah? I thought she was so cute. Yeah, she's, anyway. a, she's adorable. Yeah. I would have guessed that the villain was uh, voice, voice tone modulation. Yeah, <laughs> Stanley said Vos. Uh, the whole time I was, I was like, I don't want to break in. It's okay. <laughs> that that banter. I just yeah, yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to break into that gold. <laughs> so here's the things we know about Rick. Right. He he's asking you if you need help, Jordan. Right. Let's start with what we know. Here's what we know. He is asking the question. Need help. Right. He's fluent in English and Italian. Uh-huh. And he's physically fit. Right. What is Rick Martino advertising? Fucking? 
It, yeah, it's right. I mean, is sex. he a male escort? It's got to be sex, right? This Italian mean prostitute. Yeah, is it? Maybe Italian is like kind of lingus. Maybe, in, yeah, maybe English is sucking dick. Italian is taking a dick in your butt. I, I was re- going to say eating pussy. I respect oh. your um, decision not to read off his telephone number. Yeah, but can we get an area code? Three two three. Three two three. This is Los Angeles, Los Angeles. Hollywood, Fairfax. Mm-hmm. He could be a Hasidim. This is yeah. This and I fa- I got this. Hasid. This is off of Fairfax, right? Um, Do you think he's Hasidic? Could Do you have they, reason to believe we're jump now? Look, can has can number Hasid one. This is YouTube.com. If if anyone's an anti-Semite here, it's Ken. It's no, no, no. <laughs> I, I I'm not being anti-Semitic. Like I I'm just I'm just clearly saying that perhaps it's just a fact yeah. that they control the banks. <laughs> wow. Look at the numbers. Wow. No, the ninjas do that. The ninjas is ninjas is ninjas. You know, like they're uh, they're part of uh, killer sapiens. So that order above humanity. <laughs> sure. So. Okay. So I so forgot, so so I it's Jews. I, it's I forgot Jews. about how in in uh, in three years of producing ninja-based web videos uh kent and his partner created an entire ninja mythos (laughs) absolutely absolutely we've oh there's so much like we've like you know so much thought about stupid things (laughs) but uh yeah i don't know you know so he's italian or do you think he's italian well you could have just done a semester abroad yeah yeah but rick martino i mean it seems like he's at least of italian heritage do you think he could have anything to do with the room or uh, yeah, you know, like yeah, something like that, like popular, bad. so bad it's good movie, the the room, right? You know, because that that was produced by someone who was bilingual, but that that guy's French. I think that's the thing about that guy; nobody knows. Yeah, right? isn't his his ethnicity? He, he's he's uh, he's very mysterious. Yeah, and just generally bad. Um, gosh, uh, supervillain, uh, supervillain. Yeah, well, here's so what do we do? As a group, we've speculated. Do we go onto YouTube.com and search Rick Martino need help? Uh-huh. Is it, should, is it ethical to just call Rick Martino now? Huh. Oh, I think clearly we have to call him. Like, well, do, yeah, the question is, do we Google before or do we Google after we call him? What's more satisfying, I wonder? But, yeah, I mean, we don't certainly don't want to upset Rick Martino, but... Well, but do you need help? I do need, I mean, there are various aspects of my life where I need help. Where would you say that you need help, Jordan? I mean, like hygiene. Sure, clearly. clearly. Time management. Time management, that's a good one. Who doesn't need help with time management? Yeah, general organization. It seems like the day just flies by when you got stuff to do. It does. Faxing. It does. You need help with faxing. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Cooking. Cooking. Also an area that I need some help. Cat care. (laughs) <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, always, always nice to have a refresher course. Sure. So, like cat grooming. So, are you, you going to call him? Well, I don't know. Should we call him? Could, we can. We can't call him on the podcast, right? That's like illegal, right? If we call him on the podcast, we have to tell, tell him, him that, that he's, he's on being a recorded. podcast. Unless Here we're in, the in state Nevada, of California. <laughs> yeah, there are states that we can go to. Oh, so if we were to call him from like uh, maybe an oil rig, right off the coast. Right. We could just do whatever. Absolutely. In international waters? Yeah, like, yeah. And, like, we could also marry him as well? Sure. Monkey knife fight. And have a cockfight, yeah. <laughs> um, Why don't we just YouTube him first? Okay, well, let's take a break. Okay. When we come back, we will have, uh, we will have YouTubed Rick Martino. 
We'll be back in just a second. I draw Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Uh, Jordan Morris, boy detective. Kent Nichols, carbon-based laugh form. Um, okay, we typed it into YouTube. Yes. This is instantaneous for you, but we've we've spent four Hours. or five minutes <laughs> yeah. just in just the thralls of bafflement. Sure. Yes. Uh, wow. How would you characterize what we found? I think I think I was the closest with the. Uh, he is in the uh, room category. Uh, the poor man's Wizzo, Tommy Wizzo. It is. We found a sort of black and white art film. <laughs> That's and the- I say our film because it opens with roughly three minutes of nothing. Sure. Right. And classical music. And classical music. And a portentous gun. And mm-hmm. a Ford Falcon. Uh, that's true. You did identify the Falcon. Yeah. And I want to give I want to give our guest Kent Nichols uh, some uh, some respect for mm-hmm. recognizing the not just the make but also the model of the vehicle. <laughs> Very impressive. Thank you. Thank um. You. Wow. Just madness. Uh, yeah. So I guess from this we can derive that Rick Martino is some sort of filmmaker uh, who 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 uh, part of his part of his plan of uh, getting himself out there is tacking up these tiny pieces of paper that say "need help." The film is. I think we saw we we looked at we saw three parts. And the first part was nine minutes, so it's got to be 25 or 30 minutes long, right? Yeah. And there were 80 views sure. on the first one. What do you got to figure? You got to figure you got... A little drop-off between the you first got and 70, second parts. You got 70 views from Rick. Mm-hmm. Right. You got... <laughs> I don't know if Rick's mom's alive, but you got to figure five for that. No, the, no. the film has other cast members, so... His mom is watch. dead. Right. Like, didn't you just see the video? Like... Oh, like, right. I didn't... Spoiler alert. The father for beat, Before Sunset. Beat the, the father didn't even death. bother to call when the mom died. died. At school. So, yeah. So, is Rick Mart just a, a crazy wannabe filmmaker? You would think more than 83 people would have typed Ford Falcon into YouTube <laughs> yeah. and gotten it. Well, but it's not like it's a visual search. He needed to tag it. And, like, I think his aspirations were beyond the Ford Falcon community. Yeah. yeah. People who might just like to see footage of a I mean, Ford you're, Falcon. you're in the Ford Falcon community. Yeah, you yeah. know about how... I'm a falconer. Voracious those people are about yeah. YouTube videos. Clearly. You know, like, there's a huge just sub-genre, uh, subculture out there that's just devoted to seeing the Ford Falcon in black and white. And not just that, but, I mean, when you talk about themes they love, I mean, you talk about uh, fathers beating children. Sure. Uh, you talk about... Uh, just lack of color. Classical music. Portentous gun. Sure. Mother dying. Uh, n- sub-professional child actor uh, trying to act like her mother died. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, but may- well, I think he- I heard that this guy's sort of method. Like, he killed that little actress's mom. That's how she actually reacted. Where- now, where did you hear that, Kent? I've been. I've Is this been, part uh, of the ninja mythos? Yeah, that's right. I've been googling. I've been ninjaing uh, while we've been uh, watching this. Wow, 
Though, though it looks like I've just maintained eye contact yeah, with you I guys didn't... and the screen, uh, I, I've been pulling out my phone wow. very quickly. So this is a situation where you move so fast that's right, that's that right. our eyes don't register. No, yeah, clearly not. Okay. Clearly not. There's yeah. lots of fight sequences going on right now. What? Oh, eh. I bet they're so cool. Oh, they're amazing. Whoa, I can't I think wait you, to see them. You'd be bored by them. Sort oh, okay. Of, yeah. Can we talk about how much your voice uh, sounds like David Cross? I get that. Sometimes. Yeah, I, I literally yeah. thought that this this podcast was uh, David Cross doing it on the down low. Oh like, right, and, and, I, and so I, and he's I was sort of this bracing hilarious myself. Character, yeah, absolutely. I was sort of like I was sort of expecting on the down low to walk in and be like, "Hey, it's David Cross." Oh, well, okay, this guy's like, cool too. Yeah, oh, that's fine. No, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. Well. <laughs> I'm sorry I won't have more stories for you about what the set of the Chipmunks movies are like. Wow. The, the, you were not a big fan of the Squeakquel? Uh, no, oh, no. I was a fan of both oh, of them. And really? I'm very excited to see Chipwrecked <laughs> coming this Christmas. Is that in Simon and the Chipmunks it's, movie? Yeah, it's coming It's uh, coming soon. Alvin, Simon, Theodore? Sure. It's, it's a trilogy. With even less involvement by Jason Lee. I'm sure. <laughs> Those movies are a huge success. Yeah, I think so. What is the secret to success? <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> don't what it is. Let's ask Rick Martino. You we need what else help. Is, you know what else is a really huge success? Hmm. Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Well, I mean, that successful. was huge, and like it looked so bad. And but like I, I sat, I was, I was like watching Up or something, and then the trailer came on, and literally all of the pe- families and the kids. Like lost their shit when Beverly Hills Chihuahua trailer came on the original one. I was like, well, "What do I know?" You know, I was like, "What do I know?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm... I don't know anything about the world. <laughs> I feel lost. Well, I mean, I think I think with kids' movies, you just have to release them at an appropriate time, like a kraken. There's yes, sometimes exactly. kids' movies release aren't kids that. movies like you would release a kraken. Sometimes kids' movies aren't successful. I mean, that's the thing that I don't understand. Like, yeah. there's a part in there's a thing in my mind that thinks, okay, kids they don't know that the jokes have been done a million times. They're they're not that well educated, sure, by virtue of their age. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, the, even if they're precocious, right. they're still stupid, less discerning. And they, and they can't I. do things that like regular ki- people can do. So I can understand why a kid would think something terrible was good. Sure. But I used asking, to love Webster. So, but your but your your question is more: Why do certain terrible things succeed and certain yes, terrible things fail? That's the part that I don't understand. Why has there been a straight, straight to DVD Beverly Hills Chihuahua sequel and no straight to DVD Marmaduke sequel? Like, for is what you're asking. I think a perfect example is. Uh, our friend and friend of this program, Andy Daly, mm-hmm. was in a movie called Yogi Bear. I visited the Yogi Bear set, by the way. How, Kent visited the wait, set how, of Yogi why, Bear. Did to they visit ask? Andy Daly, okay. uh, mutual friend. And uh, yeah, you know, and like it was literally, I was in New Zealand, like backpacking, as you do. Sure. And, uh, you know, it was just like, hey, you know, like, you know, Douglas, uh, my partner in Aska Ninja, uh, is quite good friends with the Dailies and dog sits for them and whatnot. And so it's like, well, you know, Andy's going to be in New Zealand while, while Wait, you're there. they filmed there. Yogi Bear in New Zealand? That's right. Why? And so I go to the set, right? Peter tech. Jackson's Creature Shop. Yeah, Absolutely. Right. I so tech, I go to right. the set after, after a month of hiking in New Zealand, and, like, it's in Auckland, and, or I believe it's Auckland, whatever. One of the cities, big cities. There's only two. And uh, I'm walking there. Sydney. And it's, 
It's like it's like there's 500 people. It's a hu- it's the biggest movie set in the world. Like yeah. sort of like you can't get bigger than this sort of set. Like like cars in the background. You didn't and... know that in New Zealand they do everything at Lord of the Rings scale. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And there was hobbits there. There's so many elves. Oh, it was amazing. And uh, you know, in the center of it's Andy Daly in a limousine and uh, being shot in 3D. And there's producers and lattes and like it was it was crazy and stupid and everything else and like. And there was chairs for Yogi and Boo Boo and wow. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah, wow. no, but like I didn't get to see them, unfortunately. Yeah, Boo, Boo, divas. But I mean, like, you look, know, divas. Andy, I think there's a strong argument to be made that Andy Daly is the funniest person in the world. Absolutely, sure. Um, you could make a case. And Yogi Bear was not a failure. But neither was it a monumental success. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not putting that all on the back of Andy Daly. But I realize <laughs> that the way that I'm structuring this makes it seem like uh, the, the success or failure of Yogi Bear rested upon the shoulders of Andy sure. Daly. Um, but I had a vested interest in it because our friend Andy Daly was in it. And I, want him, I would love to see him become a movie star because I'd get to enjoy his comedy on the big screen. And uh, other people across America would get to see what we get to see here in Los Angeles all sure. the time. So um, uh, I, I felt like I had a vested interest, moderately successful film. So, yes, what is the difference between Marmaduke, Yogi Bear, and Alvin and the Chipmunk? I think that was the original Sphinx uh, riddle. Like, you know, what is the difference <laughs> yeah, between, is, yes. you know? I don't know. Like, what's the difference between any movie? Like, any movie on paper, <laughs> any movie on paper, you could be like, well, I can see how they made it. Like, but I, you know, when then when you see it actually executed, you're like, I did that, fell off the rails there, didn't it? It's, I think, I think a huge part of that, and I think the huge part of the movie business that maybe, maybe doesn't get written about a lot is just timing. Like, has there been a kid's movie in theaters in the past month? If there hasn't, then that's a month where these parents who need things to do with their kids haven't been able to go to the movies. So, you know, if there's been a, a, uh, a, a you know, um, a, a lack of kids' movies in theaters, it seems like when a Yogi Bear or Beverly Hills Chihuahua comes out, no matter what it is, they'll go. So if you can time it right, I think it's more about that. Really. I think I, I went to know. see, you know, now that you mention this, I'm having a vague memory of having gone to see... Rainbow Bright the movie in the theaters. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, uh that's on Netflix streaming right now and uh whenever it, <laughs> whenever we scroll by it my fiance lo- loses her shit. Like she's like, "Oh, Rainbow Bright." And I'm like, "No. <laughs> like we're not going to watch that." <laughs> yeah, it led to a long period where I pretended in my mind uh that the uh the tunnel through the mountain on the other on the north side of the Golden Gate Bridge led not from San Francisco into Marin. Mm. Uh, but rather from uh, black and white world into color world. Oh, right. That's about all I remember. Oh, about I was going to throw a Purple Pie Man reference, but that that's Strawberry Shortcake. Totally okay. totally different, uh, uh, you know, girl verse. Yeah. Hey, Kent. Yeah. I haven't met your fiance. Wow. She seems like a lovely lady. She, she sounds really Just she sounds watch really the hot. Rainbow Bright movie with her, okay? <laughs> she works hard. She puts up with your nonsense. I know. My Just, tomfoolery. Just she knows some- way too much about the Ask a Ninjaverse. <laughs> it's true. Just it's get true. a box of cupcakes from Sprinkles, 
bottle of champagne and treat your lady done to an hour and a half of almost unsloggably mind numbing <laughs> faux entertainment. Well, you know what? You know what? Valentine's Day is coming up. And uh, that's not, you guys just did some date planning uh, for this because guy. nothing says romance. Yes, yeah. like was there streaming? an evil man with a cat in Rainbow Bright like there was in the Smurfs, or am I just mixing up Smurfs well, and so, Rainbow Bright? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the Purple Pie Man was the uh, was the Gargamel of the Strawberry Shortcase right. universe. And he was called the Purple Pie Man. Oh, he was the Purple Pie Man. Wow. Yeah, and because I, I had to play the Purple Pie Man with my sister when she was Strawberry Shortcake. Okay, <laughs> clearly, gotcha. you know, like because that was the that was the bone to the brother. That was oh. the brother bone. Yeah, I didn't yeah, have yeah. to play like a girl or anything else. So, uh, but I was a Purple you did pie have man. to participate though. Well, you know, like there was uh, there was limited options. There was my brother who was older mm-hmm. and a little more taciturn. Sure, and then he my... wanted to play jack off to playboys <laughs> wow wow yeah no well there was that sort of subterranean porn uh you know railroad that uh that you have in any it went from your brother to your sister to you <laughs> that's right that's right you know that that's what i think that's what the original um... and then the hamster lines his cage with it yes <laughs> makes a little nest we did have a we did babies. have a mouse that we would blow Eats through a tube yeah, but uh, no, yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> Wait, let's go back to this mouse you blew through a tube. Yeah, my sister had a mouse. Did and, you like, shoot him out of a tube? Yeah, we sort of we sort of invented new magic. Actually, pleasure him. We blew we blew his tube. No, uh, we we had like this barbell set, and it was like a tube. It was a hollow tube, and like the mouse fit exactly enough to be like Augustus Gloop in. Uh, you know, stuck in the chocolate tubing, yeah. and like so, you just put them in one end and then blow them across. And that sounds kind of awesome. Yeah, it was sort of awesome and cruel. It was but awesome. Cr- it was it was borderline cruel. Sure, it was cruel. Yeah. But like, he it, never it, like, complained. He never said anything. No, he never he? said anything. Never squeaked. Uh, he lived. He was like a he was a boa constrictor feed mouse. Yeah, and he lived for like eight years. Probably cost so. a buck. Yeah, it cost a buck. Lived for eight yeah. years. My sister won him at a carnival, I think. Oh, you know, wow. The and school he just, carnival. And he lets you guys just rocket him across Absolutely. the house. Absolutely. For... You know? Uh, <laughs> well, like, he wasn't launched. He wasn't launched. A lot of the kids have boa constrictors these days. Mm-hmm. Clearly. And I've got a great idea for a prize at the school carnival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Something to feed the boa. Well, it's like oh, the goldfish. Gosh. It's like the goldfish, you know? It's like you're just giving away, you're making flush material for three weeks from the, that date. Um. Uh, gosh. On uh, here's my afternoon. I mentioned the sandwich I ate. Sure. Um. But between my class and here, I also stopped by the family arcade on Vermont. Sure. Which is kind of the one. Do you play families there? No. No. I just an arcade that I guess they want you to believe is suitable for families. It's family friendly. It is not. It is not. No. <laughs> Clearly this not. Is for, Clearly not. This is for uh, degenerate mean, masturbators. Mean, mean cholos only. Sure. <laughs> See. Uh, and there. Um, mean cholos. Mean cholos. They're still doing video game arcades. Yeah. You know. Uh, mean cholos love fighting games. Mean cholos. Ah. Mean cholos. Um, yeah. Which is uh, in interest thought, of mine. I thought they, relatively yeah, recent. Two Chinese immigrants liked fighting games. Also cholos. Don't can't explain it. Okay. Can't explain it. Are you a cholo? No. Are you mean? I am not. It's one of the true testy. It's one of the few truly pan cultural things. Yes. Um and they uh this uh, uh this family arcade has um they they're really good about ordering um Japanese style cabinets, which are much easier to play fighting games on. 
they have an octagonal joystick. Oh, what? Which, uh, they have a, an octagonal joystick, so it's easier to like hit diagonals on it. Um, this is something that American cabinets do not have. This, clearly. The clearly. ball on top is an octagon? Uh, no, there's a plate um, that's under all the cabineting. Uh-huh. So... Anyways, now this how does the, the reason- joist work on the cabining? Is is there is there is there is a, is there is a that nice a joining? Groove? Yeah, is there a tongue and groove, or is it a biscuit joiner? Uh, don't know. Don't know. Okay. Don't know. Do not know that much about this. Okay. Only to the point where you know that because when I think of cabinetry, cabinet that's when I think of a biscuit joiner. Do yeah. they use traditional Japanese woods? Yeah. Yes, it's nice. all bamboo. Okay. And pa- some panda meat. Renewable. Yeah. Right. Renewable. Very renewable. Nice. Very very fast. Pandas live in China. Anyways. Uh, so I was there, and uh, uh, there's also a very high level of play going on at this arcade. So it's just a pleasure to sit and watch these guys play because they're very, very good. Sure. Um, I can hardly think of a better way to spend, to spend the time a Sunday afternoon between my sitcom class and right, my podcast podcasts. taping. Uh, anyway, so the, the group of guys you know, kind of run the gamut between um, uncomfortably nerdy and really mean looking. These are the kind of two kinds of guys that are sitting around these machines. One of the guys, giant African-American guy, huge African-American guy, and he's wearing one of those, uh, like, crocheted caps. A like beanie? a koofy? Yes, like a koof. That's the name of it. And he is holding under his arm a tiny plastic box with a water turtle in it. <laughs> anyway, nice, nice. That's I what... went to downtown. I went to downtown Los Angeles recently, and... For those of you who don't live in Los Angeles or haven't spent time in Los Angeles, Los Angeles is a very strange place in that it is essentially a giant suburb of itself. And so because it goes for 30 miles or whatever, there are all these kind of weird worlds going Mm -hmm. on in Los Angeles. And you don't really – and all the – like there's no sort of concentration. It's not like neighborhoods. It's just you just pass from one thing into another like you're you're passing from a, a field of from red light. From black and white world to color world. Yeah, or a field of red light to green light on the stage of a, of a rock concert. Sure. Um, and uh, downtown Los Angeles is – I hadn't spent a lot of time there. But every time I go there, I get really pumped up because in some ways downtown Los Angeles – is like the downtown of any great American city because it was built in the 1920s and 30s and 40s and it's full of these big, huge, beautiful buildings and uh, just all this, there's people everywhere except that because when downtowns cratered across America, which they did in, in many cities across America, the downtowns cratered in the 1960s and 70s and into the 80s, um, because Los Angeles was already essentially a giant suburb, so there was no, like, th- no one had to flee for that to happen in Los Angeles. It just turned into a crazy ghost town, I'm sure, in 1983. Um, it is this totally insane world. And I was, I, number one, I was going to the Taylor Supply Store. Right. To buy some side buckles for trousers. On on sure. 7th or something? Yeah, somewhere somewhere down there nice. in the in the around the garment district. And um I parked my car out on the block and within um within the like literally 300 feet between where I parked my car and uh, B Black and Sons tailoring supplies <laughs> uh, and fine woolens, um I passed not only just an itinerant street vendor Selling baby turtles. Yeah. 
just a person with a huge pile of baby turtles. Oh, well, that's also the these... turtle district as well. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, yes. There's a garbage district. Well, well it's the, the historical historic. turtle district. Uh, um, but also an actual game of cup and ball con. Someone with the three cups oh, right, yeah, spinning sure. them around with a ball underneath. Yeah. I did not know that still existed. I thought that would not had not only been eliminated from the first world, but the second world as well. <laughs> like I would not expect to see that. Certainly I wouldn't expect to see that in the great capitals of Europe, but I neither would I expect to see it in like Bucharest. You know what I mean? Yeah, but or it's it's like you know Bangalore. It's it's, it's like going to the to the county fair as I'm wont to do, and then you go <laughs> and uh, you just hear a good uh, huckster like like you know selling knives like yeah, you know like yeah, they're, sure. they're, 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 they're the in person Ginzu people. You know it's like hype, and you're never going to be able as to be as good as they are, and like it's not going to improve your life. But at some point, like you're just like, well, maybe it will. Like you know, yeah, like well, yeah. maybe I I know this guy's game with the cup. And balls. What it was, was the like, last? Uh, what was the last county fair purchase you made? Uh, you know, I don't think. I think uh, we. It was probably a corn dog. Clearly, okay. You know, yeah. like, uh, or <laughs> that was a corn. huge disappointment. It they, was. They bring you in with that corn dog pattern. Who wants a corn dog? Corn dog. Corn dog. Corn dog. Yeah, that's my version. <laughs> Of a, of a salesman, I guess. A barker. Well, well, we were at a we were at the L.A. County Fair when I was a kid, and my dad hated poultry at the time. He was poultry averse. For Fair enough. Growing up on a farm and seeing poultry uh, uh, depultrified in front of him, mm. and um, like you know, my he loved hot dog and a stick, and that's all we would do at the 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 fair, and we would eat corn dogs, corn dogs, corn dogs. And my mom turned to him and goes. Well, and it's great because it's a turkey dog, and like he literally was mid corn dog, and he throws it down. He's like, "Well, why'd you tell me that?" And like, oh, and he wow. never, never ate another. People bite. get really emotionally wrapped up in this. I know that uh, our friend Adam Lissigore, Lonely Sandwich from You Look Nice Today, um, he, he called me. He called me. I talked to him immediately after this big street festival here in Silver Lake that I can't think of the name of, but there's a, a lot of concerts and so forth. Sunset Junction. Sunset Junction. He called me after the Sunset Junction Street Festival, which costs, because of the concerts and stuff, costs like $25 to get in, something right. like that. He called me afterwards. He's like, ah, oh, Sunset Junction fucking sucked this year. Um, he, he doesn't get that animated in his voice, yeah, but yeah. I could feel the passion. Sure. And I was like, oh, you know, was was the like Michelle and Deggy Ocello concert not to your liking? Mm-hmm. Um, hey, no, no disrespect intended to Michelle and Deggy Ocello, of whom yeah. I am a fan. Sure. Um, but she was one of the performers at yeah. this festival. And she's and been I, phoning it in. Recently. She has been. It's true. And um, and he says, no, I go every year so I can get giant turkey leg. And the giant turkey leg people weren't there this year. Uh. Uh. He was crushed. He was like he was genuinely emotionally no, I mean, crushed at the lack like, of giant turkey legs. Seems like if you're going to go to an outdoor walking around thing, that's a staple of that. You know, it seems yeah. like that guy should be at every thing yeah. like that. Well, anyway, we're having fun, huh? Yeah, I guess. Kent Nichols here. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Co. Jordan, Jesse, go on Jesse Thorne, America's Radio, sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Kent Nichols, carbon-based laugh form. It's great to have Kent Nichols here, huh? From the Ask a Ninja program, recently relaunched. Mm. That's right. Daily videos at askaninja.com. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, YouTube.com and uh, YouTube. Just, Wait a minute. Just like Rick. I heard about this YouTube.com. I'm trying to remember where. Oh, it's on Rick Martino's tiny, tiny piece of paper. That's right. <laughs> oh, right. That tiny piece of paper. Up at the coffee but, shop. but if you go to YouTube.com slash Ask a Ninja or Ask a Ninja Dose, as in D-O-S for two, uh, you will find all of our programs there. Oh, that sounds great. If people want to get their feet wet, you know, they want to dip sure. a toe into the Ask a Ninjaverse. Yes. That's right. Um, okay, let's let's talk about uh, a few messages mm-hmm. for this week's program. First of all, thank you to ev- all these people are buying uh, our classic Jordan Jesse Go T-shirt. Yeah, right. Uh, this a is T-shirt. This is easily the most beloved T-shirt we've ever produced. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here, Jordan, and tell you that this is not the most beloved T-shirt that we've ever produced. I get emails about this T-shirt almost <laughs> bi-weekly. Absolutely. I mean, people will say, "How come your store doesn't sell the jo- classic Jordan Jesse Go T-shirt Absolutely. with the race car?" And it's like, geez. I think, you know, Jordan and Jesse Go need to reproduce this classic and most uh, wanted T-shirt. This T-shirt is good looking. Mm-hmm. This T-shirt is comfortable. Very soft. This T-shirt is ultra premium. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, this T-shirt is guaranteed to make you a hit with the opposite sex or same sex as you prefer. At your Super Bowl parties. It turn, it will, in fact, if you are a gay man and the object of your romantic interest is a straight man... It will turn that straight man into a gay man. Same thing for lesbos. <laughs> Jordan. It totally Lesbians. works. Jordan. The island of, they're from the island yes. of lesbos. I am not gay. and uh, Jordan is racist against people from the island of lesbos. <laughs> and Jesse is married. And uh, he was wearing the shirt. And we, we made sweet love before the show. Yeah. We totally did. He saw this shirt. We started doing it. Does Teresa consider that cheating? No, of course not. Not if I'm wearing the shirt. We're on the same oh, okay. team. We're on the, we're on the same team. That okay, that's just right. human. That's called human nature, George. We're okay. animals. We're animals. That's you called know. human nature. Kent, on this program, on this program, if, uh, if folks want to share their personal or uh, commercial messages, they can email Teresa at Teresa at MaximumFun.org, and she will set it up for them. It is $100 for a personal message, 150 for a commercial message, just a little sort of Jumbotron-style service we offer our listeners. Um so first of all, uh, Luke Black is a Jordan Jesse Go listener who is working on a short film called Uni. Um, it, is, uh, it is a comic satire of ex-gay conversion camps, mm. uh, something that I think we can all agree needs a little satire because it's the worst thing in the history <laughs> sure. of the world. I mean, really and truly probably the worst. Uh, I mean, yeah. Holocaust was probably worse. It's up there. But it's, it's right the up there. The inc- the the, what about the Inquisition? I mean... Yes, eh. shit going down in Darfur is probably right up yeah. there. Yeah. But certainly in the... In, Among when, you're the talking about, when you're talking about stuff going on with the oversight of a, of a member of a man of the cloth mm-hmm. in contemporary United States, it's one of the top five worst things, right? Sure, sure clearly. Top five. Um, anyway, uh, it, uh, the star of this movie is Darcy Michael, uh, who is a regular guest on our friend Stop Podcasting Yourself's mm-hmm. program, a three-time guest. Uh, his character, also named Darcy, uh, loves nothing more than to dress up as a unicorn. So I think it sounds like a fun movie. Um, they're trying to get the, uh, they're trying to get the money together to, uh, to finish this thing and make this thing. Uh, you can find out how to uh, support this movie at Indiegogo.com slash uni. 
Uh, Indy, I-N-D-I-E, go, go, spelled as you would expect, slash uni, U-N-I. Um, so our thanks to Luke for his support, and uh, we hope you'll support Luke's, Luke's project as well. Now, this one is, I, uh, this one's unusual. Uh, Patrick Foy, a regular okay. listener, I, I believe he's a contributor on the forum as well, uh, has sponsored our podcast uh, not to sponsor, not to, not to promote his podcast, but to promote... Another podcast that he also likes. Askaninja.com? <laughs> it's not Askaninja.com. Oh, okay. It seems crazy, that right? That seems nuts. Who doesn't like that ninja and his elaborate mythos? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Um, this show that he likes is, okay. Initially, I thought that the show was called Rum Doings. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but I'm guessing now that I've thought about it some that it's probably called Rum Doings. Okay. Um, Rum doings. Yeah. Um, I mean, hey, either one's possible. Um, but but it's nice that you didn't. You lack the curiosity to not Google this thing and uh, listen to it and to find out the actual pronunciation. No, I'm asking the listeners to Clearly. Google it. Yes. No, no, I don't know. No, absolutely, you don't want to. You don't want to overstep your bounds. I've got work to do, Kent. I know. You These know, people like, just sit around the house all day. They're paying you a hundred dollars to say this thing, watching Oprah and listening to Jordan Jesse go. That's all these people have. Sure, <laughs> I know. You, well, you're the new now Oprah. That Tyra's gone. Gone. You're the new Oprah is now Tyra that she's gone? she's I leaving. Think Tyra's gone. Tyra oh, is gone, well, but not forgotten. No, absolutely not. She'll live on forever in our hearts. She's of the explodo of daytime talk show. <laughs> she is yes. the explodo. Um, Rum doings. He he says. Uh, <laughs> Patrick says that his sister compared it to Jordan Jesse Go. Okay, Patrick's sister, not one of the people involved in the making of the show Rum doings. <laughs> right. Patrick's sister compared to Jordan Jesse Is she drunk on rum when she listens to rum doing? In case there was, people were speculating as to whether or not $100 would cause us to read any message, let this be evidence that we will read any message. Um, The hosts of this show, one of them is named John Walker, who is a video game and television critic. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other one is named Nick Nick Mailer. He is the owner of the British ISP, The Positive Internet Company. Now, is his name Mick Mick Mailer? His name is Nick Mailer. Oh, okay. Nick Mailer. He is the nephew of Norman Mailer. Sure. Which, of course, (laughs) is the ultimate podcast hosting qualification. He's a a Nick off the old blog. Between that and between that and ready access to hosting yeah um he's a really great anyway uh he says to check out episode 25 it sounds probably it sounds their best british. episode ever it's, it's, it sounds it sounds <laughs> british or from the, from the uk to some degree rum, a rum doing is like spotted dick or something it yeah, is a spotted yeah. dick. where it turns out to mean something pretty unremarkable right or maybe yeah. it's cockney rhyming slang Oh. oh, okay. Or maybe that's like, let me see if I remember like how this. this works. Good day, mate. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what it means. That's what it means. It's, You've it's, been to Cockney, the capital of New Zealand. <laughs> I have been to Cockney, capital of New Zealand, to visit Andy Daly on a 3D movie. Set. Um, was Ryoki Bear shot in 3D or it was. later? No, it was shot in 3D. Like wow. you, You're walking into it, you're like, this is the largest scale movie making that I will ever <laughs> witness for a long, long time. Because like, what's bigger than, than 300 people and you know 3D cameras and flying and jibs and... You know, movie stars. It was like, this is crazy that Andy Daly's in Hold the middle on. of this. 
They had jibs. They had jibs. Wow. It was it was as if the NFL was producing a spot on the First Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> that scale of production. Whoa. Okay. If you want to do one of these, not just on our program, but uh, stop podcasting yourself or my brother, my brother, and me, our brothers in arms at maximumfun.org. You can email Teresa at maximumfun.org. By the way, Jordan, hmm. um, coming up, the Max Fun Pledge Drive. Yeah. We're, all, we're only about a month out from the Max Fun Pledge Drive. I think it's going to be amazing. I've been talking with Teresa about some of the thank you gifts we're putting together. And they're going to be huge? Oh, they're going to be monstrous. Great. If, you, if you've been freeloading until now, the buck stops at sure. the beginning of March, my friend. The buck stops. We'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan <laughs> we, Jesse. We're Gale. not like rum doings where we have Norman <laughs> Mailer inheritance money to coast on, Okay. <laughs> We, you do have that George Plimpton money, though. I do. Yeah. That's just because I robbed George Plimpton at gunpoint. <laughs> Give me your money, you zombie corpse. He <laughs> turned out to be a real paper lion. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Kent Nichols, carbon-based laugh form. The more you hear the nickname, you fe- I feel like it could use more punchiness. Yeah. It was pretty cute the first time. I know. It's, oh, it's, I was it's, delighted. It's, I, I can remember that no, no, time no. very vividly. It, it's sort delighted. of fading, and, uh, you know, like, I, I was, like... Did here, you write down any of the here's, other here's, ideas? Here's, here's, here's the thing. Like, I, I had, like, a list of topics that I was, like, thinking about with you guys, and, like, and then I was going to write them down in my moleskine and then, like, bring them in. I was like, you know what? No one does that with you, I, I don't think. And, like, I think I would have been nerdy. I, I, I think I would have just given off that sort of overprepared nerdy vibe to yeah, bring that in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I didn't, and now I feel a little ashamed that I don't have and the I other like ones. And I like this underprepared phoning it in that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. It's no, no, really clearly. Nice. Clearly. So it's that, that, I mean, that, ba- that balance. You have to agree. Yeah. It's a pretty amazing coincidence that you were came in here prepared to talk about my neighbor's gay porn, right? Yeah. Well, no, I've been I've been literally doing my homework. I've been listening to past episodes. I've been trying to, you know, like I try to be conversant in my mirror with myself and just sort of subtly witty hipsterish ways. Which, frankly, is very kind of you, given that you're successful and we're not. Oh please, <laughs> oh please, oh please! You know, you, your level of success is uh, is, is huge. I mean, well, okay, it's 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 large. I mean, it's well, it it's, is a it's level. there. It's there. Yes. You have a level of success. Can you stop staring at my crotch? Wow, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're wearing the t-shirt on your crotch now. <laughs> I am. It's true. Yeah. The new and... t-shirt at maxfunstore.com. Um, listen, we ask our listeners, as you know from having done your homework, yes, uh, to call in when something momentous happens to us for a segment called Momentous Occasions. Now. Last week, we picked out some calls, and when I say we, I mean our intern, Lindsay, sure. picked out some calls. Um, I was dissatisfied with the calls. I fired her. Wow. Was she um, working for free? She was. No, I mean, she wasn't strictly working for free. Um, yeah, she was, yes. Okay. Now yeah, that I think about it, yes. It's harder to fire someone that's working for free, isn't it? No, I bit? find it easier. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Really? Okay. Interesting. I guess it's more of a banning or a banishment. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're never to return. Here's the thing. She thought she saw it as more of a rumspringa. 
Oh, okay. Right. Where she was to go out into the world. Yeah. She went out there. She saw the other options. She might have tried, I don't know, maybe she tried uh, interning for uh, Earwolf. She went out there and yeah. talked to Marin. She went, went to the cat ranch in, uh, right. in, in uh, Highland Park, California. And there. now she's back helping you build a barn. Exactly. Um, so we'll see, how, we'll see how this week's calls are. Maybe I'll have to fire her again. I'm not going to lie to you. Sounds fun. Uh, I also have a momentous occasion. Um, I just saw a man driving his Toyota Camry with his belly. Uh, he was so fat that he didn't need his hands on the wheel. He could just kind of stick his belly and move his hips from side to side, and that would scare his car. Um, he was doing this for, you know, probably three or four minutes while we were going alongside him. So that's kind of magical. All right. Talk to you guys later. So okay. was he eating? Was he eating yeah, as well? Yeah, what was he doing with his Was hands? it like a bike? Like the, was it like the cocky bike guy that can yeah. ride his bike with no hands? Yeah. I hate that fucking guy. Yeah, that guy, the, the smirk and like Oh, a, look at you. You got a you got a big hero sandwich in one hand. Yeah. And a, <laughs> and a and gun a, in the other. <laughs> <laughs> and you're firing it randomly. <laughs> God bless America. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Jordan, Jessica, it's David Pavlis from Orlando, Florida, soon to be David Pavlis from New York City. I have a momentous occasion. I just accepted a job offer in New York. You guys heard when I got my Ph.D. and was be called when we got married. So with this third life event, I think that means you're basically our mom now. <laughs> wow. Do with that as you will. Well gonna try and push you out of my vagina right i mean isn't that the basic thing that you do i was just gonna put him in time out <laughs> but you know you can do whatever you want to with your vagina time out for what for lack of animation in his call i was gonna say for moving around all well but like he didn't pick the call like you know someone else did in turn okay don't look it's not your job to hire and fire here at Maximum it's Fun. True. I'm sorry. Just because you're I'm a sorry. success on the internet and <laughs> oh, we're please. failures, oh please, doesn't mean it's your place to rub our noses in this. That's right. No, we're total huge. No, we're not. Just success. because you've got hot new daily vids, <laughs> and we only have weekly lukewarm pods. Yeah, but you have a network. There's a network. There's a conference. We're international. They're yeah, international. You're on the radio. That's true. You, you hobnob in literally with... several markets. Yeah. Literally, so. Uh, hey, Jordan, Jessica. This is Jess in North Carolina. I called recently about seeing a guy driving on the interstate playing a recorder, and I have another highway-related uh, call for you. Uh, a. This guy's our highway go-to. Yeah. Clearly. Look, g- sorry, belly driver. This fella called in about the guy he saw in traffic playing the recorder while driving. Well, you, you got to practice. And that, that's sort of a, one, on the spectrum of annoying interest, instruments to hear practicing. Uh, it's got to be the recorder. On this occasion, um, I just saw a woman driving down the median. Uh, and not in the middle of the median, but on my side of the median, which means she was going against traffic. <laughs> and uh, it's three o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, and uh, she, when I passed her, she didn't look drunk or crazy at all. She just looked kind of resigned and frustrated, but still making no effort to get back across the median to her side of the highway. Just thought you'd like that. Thanks, guys. Bye. 
Okay, that's uh, horrifying. Yeah. Yeah, but it sounds like she sound to me like my immediate story that I wrote in, okay, sure. in from my sitcom writing class. Uh, I was taught this uh, that you that save the cat, you save the cat, yeah, and that she's looking for her cat or or something on oh, that okay. side of the the road. That like let's say she was angry at her fiance and she threw out her engagement ring and now she's looking for it by driving that close on the median the wrong way. Mm-hmm. The, to, to me, like the, the, that, that, that's what it screams out to me. She, she, she knows what she's doing. She's looking for that, or maybe like a, a chair that perhaps flew off the, the roof or, or, or the back of her truck bed. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Look, my story is that she's mentally ill. Kent, your expertise is in the ninja mythos. Right, clearly. You don't. What do you know about people driving down the medium? I just know, median. I just know people. I just know people. That, that, that that's that's my gig. So far, Lindsay's fired again. Um, I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Much, how much? How does she have more chances at redemption? Well, there's one got into Berkeley, which I'm guessing is just somebody that man, got into man. Berkeley. Oh boy, there's got to be a there's got to be a secret sex party caliber call here. A, I have smart listeners. There's a moment of shame here. Uh, conversely to the uh, uh, momentous occasion, we do ask that. When something really shameful happens, people call in and yeah. tell the story of their moment of shame. Uh, this takes a specially brave form of caller um, because literally dozens of people across America are going to hear this podcast sure. right. over the course of the next few years. So as long as we leave it up and we do remember to put Ford Falcon in the tags. Yeah. Um, here's, here's our moment of shame. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Lance from Birmingham. This happened last night. This is a moment of shame. Uh, so me and my wife were driving home with the windows down, and she turns to me and said something I couldn't understand. And um, I asked her to repeat herself. I'm just going to interject here and say, so far this is fucking amazing. Lindsay's job is saved. <laughs> totally. So far, this totally. is so mind-blowingly stellar. Comeback, a yeah. I know we're not watching the Super Bowl, but right now this is a home run. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And she was trying to seduce me. She said she was ready to get laid proper. She and then asked, uh, "What did you hear?" And I heard, um, "I'm I'm ready to lay a plopper." Yeah. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, is, she's really nice. She's been doing a great job. I mean, Seems she, great. she our, we had some uh, initially last week's Jordan Jesse Go did have some pitch issues. Yes, it did. I thought my iTunes was broken. Um, no, that was that was also a small mistake that Lindsay made. But I mean, she's a bright young lady. Yeah, just you know, she, she's needs, a rising. We all she's make been mistakes. Doing good work. We all make mistakes. Do Look. you think she was sent by another podcast to sabotage? Okay, so wait. Here, is this a is this a double agent situation? I have an odd thing to bring up right now that is both a momentous moment and a moment of shame that is brought on that is inspired by your last week's episode. Wow! Because and, and like this is uh, this is bragging, but also strange for me. But. Uh, the the Playboy cover issue was brought up last week. Yes. And uh, the woman that was on that cover was my ex-girlfriend. And so, like, 
Krista Flanagan was my ex-girlfriend on Mad Men. And and so it was like it was a bad Wait, breakup. You were on the television show Mad Men. No, I was not. My my ex girlfriend. You were on the cover of Playboy. No, my ex girlfriend was. And so it's like growing up, like you know, masturbating to Playboy. You know that that's like an iconic <laughs> like thing. You do as you do. Uh, and then like just seeing an ex girlfriend wow, on the cover yeah. is just uh, very 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 strange. And it's like you know, it's like I didn't. I don't want to think about her anymore. I I I purposely have not watched Mad Men because. I know she appears with some infrequency on it, but then like this thing, this large cultural thing happened, and it yeah. was like, oh, oh god, that happened. And so it, it it was it was simultaneously like a momentous moment, but also sort of shameful as well. But yeah. isn't that better than? I mean, you. I think we can all agree that it would be kind of weird if your current girlfriend appeared was on the cover of Playboy. Absolutely, especially without like knowing, and it just have you learn about it from a press release. So the, but if your yeah, so it would be weird if your current so that's girlfriend where you've been was going on the cover to and you've of said, Playboy. I've been going to the mansion. Yes, how thought it was like a restaurant. Right. Yeah. Clearly. You How, know. However you felt about it morally, you might be perfectly fine with it. It would still be weird it if was your weird. girlfriend. It would be yes. weird. But your ex-girlfriend, especially if it's your ex-girlfriend that you had a bad breakup with, right. um, you don't have to have any positive feelings towards her because you had a bad breakup and it's your ex-girlfriend. And I'm speaking, I'm speaking in the general case here. Absolutely. I'm not speaking about your specific situation. But if your ex-girlfriend was in Playboy... All that means is that you're Playboy model caliber. Right. No, no, clearly. So, so you don't have to feel bad yeah. about worrying whether she's made the right life choice because you're no longer emotionally involved in this right. person except in, the, in a negative and way. And it's not Basically, all you're required to say is, I hit that. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, like there's nothing, that. You don't have to go any deeper into it. And it's it. not like Angel is a centerfold. It's not like, you know, it's not like that song is sort of like by, about unrequited <laughs> love sure. that, that, that's there. It was like, oh, 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 really? Really? Oh, okay. I, yeah, I hit that. I guess, I guess that's the, I guess that's the. When you say you hit that, you mean you you physically abused her? No, 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 no. no. Well, I mean, you know, role His play. Dick is so big that it's <laughs> hello like abuse. Hello, <laughs> it's very, very it's like, it's, uh, Reservoir yeah. Dogs. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Sure. Like that famous torture scene. Uh, no, no, like you know, like the opening diner scene. You know, like it hurt. And, oh, you know, like, sure. Reservoir dog, like, what, like, like a, a virgin. virgin. What, rem- what about this? Remember, mm. remember that scene with the twist off dance contest. Yes, it was oh. like the twist off. Yeah. Wait. So, uh, have you purchased or looked at the photos? I have seen the photos online, and like it, accidentally, accidentally. But like you know, you were the, reading twenty questions with George Bernard Shaw. The, uh, yeah, I was clearly because you know it's unlike the gay porn that does has no literary value. Playboy has literary merit, sure. uh, as we've learned uh, from from Tons. Jordan Jesse Go, but uh, it's one of those things like you know, like the the Jad the uh, Jad Abramrod, uh, whatever Radio Lab, Radio Lab, uh, their podcast on memory, and they're like, oh, it's really destructive. It's like, no, she looks exactly how I remembered her. Like, and so there was, it was just like, okay, yeah, there she is. All right, let's move on. God, I'd love <laughs> to have sex. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Someday. I'm just kidding. We just had sex. Yeah, we did. Yeah, gay sex, though. You I know. know. Gay sex Don't... hardly seems like it counts, especially if you're why, straight. Why judge? Why, why, why the judging tone? I'm sorry. Just, you know what? I 
You probably hear the sour grapes in my voice. No one tried to gay sex me when well, I came in today. Well, that's why you need the, the t-shirt. I know. That's why I need to go to MaxFunStore.com. Dot dot com. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second. Dot I'll Jesse go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Kent, Garden of England, Nichols. That, that was another one. That was another... That was another Because Kent County, I think, is the Garden of England. Huh. And they're like, too, too, uh, is that too literal? And huh. I was like, ah, I don't know. Let's yeah. see. You know what? I, I, so I, I threw it in there as a softball and... Uh, by softball, you mean bad idea? Yeah. <laughs> is softball bad idea. a word that means bad idea? That does. In my, in my, in, in my Kentiverse, it does. <laughs> Sounds like somebody just pulled a Lindsay, huh? Whoa. Um, She's great. Can you know, you, I'm sure you, you look, unlike Jordan and myself, you're in show business. Yeah. Absolutely. No, uh, well, I think we're all Hollywood insiders. You've taken a few meetings. Yeah, that's true. Let yeah. me put it this way, Kent. You've taken a few meetings. It's no true. one, no one wants to meet with these yahoos. <laughs> uh, we did pitch a movie for reals uh, about uh, what? Oh, shoots and ladders. We did pitch a shoots and ladders. Oh movie. wow! <laughs> it was rejected. I'm sorry uh, to hear that. Wow! But the battleship yeah. movie that went through that did go through. But we're like, our, you know, our people were like, "Hey, you know, get in on this. Pick up, pick up, pick, pick a, pick a property that no media. one's got." And we're like, "All right, what about shoots and ladders?" They're like, "Love it." They're did, like, "Pitch, <laughs> pitch something popomatic." Yeah. Did so. hungry, hungry hippos ever come up? Oh yeah, no, I think that's in development. Like, uh, I think that's one of the ones because clearly, you know. Well, I mean, there's so much story. Well, and they're hungry, and they're hungry. Sure. You know, hunger drives a lot of narrative. Absolutely. Ice Cube is going to star in that. That's my prediction. That's racist. Doesn't that seem like an Ice Cube movie? Hungry, Hungry Hippos? He just makes that angry face and he goes, I need to take care of these goddamn hippos. I think it's. I think this. Oh, is I thought project. he was going to be a the hippo, like you know, like oh, with like a on. facial hippo He's prosthesis. He's taking care of the hippo. Yeah, but like the hippos have to be the heroes. It has to be a hippo hero. Yeah. You Not know. Ice Cube. No, okay. No. Well, on this subject of monster films, right. is this something that Ice T and Coco can work on together? <laughs> a couple weeks ago, Ice T and my dog Coco. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's, by by which we mean uh, that's a camera. Uh, 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 gosh, what's that called uh, with the days on it? calendar a calendar <laughs> wow a calendar photo shoot with my dog coco and, and a nice tea. tall glass of iced tea oh, okay is that one of the giveaways on your fun drive is a picture oh. as a calendar of your dog yeah absolutely awesome. you know my mom gets a calendar of our dogs every year for christmas and she loves it <laughs> she does she, i'm like, not judging your it. mother at all you know what how about this anybody who gives a uh, hundred dollars a month uh that's the jesse's golden eagle level of donations nice i will send you uh, the very same calendar uh, on January 1st that we sent to my mom. Now, do you have annotated your birthdays, like family birthdays, the dog's yeah, birthdays? Yeah, you'll find out all the dog's birthdays. You'll find out the whole nine yards. It'll be come from snapfish.com. That's going to awesome. be fantastic. That that is that is a that is a donor level that uh, I think we can all get behind. That's I'm and I'm deadly serious about it. Now, are you going to have to email me to remind me that I promised this a month ago? Yes. In a month? Yes. Clearly. Um, frankly, I have to remind myself what the name of this program is by writing it on my hand <laughs> in between segments. Um, a couple weeks ago, we asked listeners who are not in show business to pitch us their ideas for sci-fi original movies. Um, now. Love it. Part of the understanding here is that when you pitch it to us, it becomes our property. Yeah. So should we ever be allowed admittance into Hollywood, 
Um, like, let's say we meet Wesley Snipes at a Christmas tree lot, like our friend Big Time Gene sure. O'Neill did one time. That's why I watched Blade 2 last night. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Which is set at a Christmas tree lot. Sure. Um, Ron Perlman's in Blade 2. Something I forgot. Oh. Ron Perlman's in Blade 2. As anyway. Hellboy? Uh, no, God, I wish. He's a Hellboy like What about though. Beast? As the guy from Sons of Anarchy. Um. Hi, Jordan Jesse Go. It's Sheila calling from Sweden. I'm feeling pretty inspired about your discussion about the expendables and uh, the hybrid conversation. And I guess I'm mostly inspired by uh, the Jose Consneco. I've come up with a vehicle which I think has a lot of potential. Um, and it involves 20th century dictators. For example, Adolf Hitler, known for his sonar capabilities, Nikolai Chauchess Cougar, Hunter. Sodom Horsain for his speed. Edia Minpin after the tenacious little dog. Benito Mussolini agility. <laughs> Mousy donkey. Strong work ethic, obviously. And my personal <laughs> favorite, Pole Apotamus. He's silent, but he's deadly. I love the show. Thanks so much. Bye bye. I like. <laughs> I really well, like strong work ethic. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think whenever you combine, you know, I think uh, the Hitler, anything with Hitler is is strong. And, right. And, you know, but but the obscure communist dictators, uh, you know, I think you need to aim more towards fascism than, you know, just sort of, you know, Pol Pot. Like, you know, a nice Pol Pot reference is cute. I kind of feel like Chow Chescu could have just been right. part dictator, part, part Chow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but hey, that's just me. Let's see what else we got here in the in the inbox. Jordan, Jesse, uh, regarding the action item for crazy animal hybrids, uh, I have a question for you. What has eight arms and nine lives? The pussypus. It is an adorable kitten that lures you in with its sad eyes, uh, and then grabs you with its razor sharp claws and rips all the skin. From your screaming body. You know, you could do it low budget. Mobisodes. I know kitten videos go viral very easily. Can't so, about that. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get in the way. I know you guys can probably figure out how to monetize that better than me. Can't Maybe Jordan could make a it. video game tie-in. But, you know, I'll leave that up to you. There's only one Mobisode expert here. Yeah. <laughs> it's G- Kent Nichols. Guilty. Guilty uh, as charged. I got to say, I was kind of disappointed when it lures you in with its sad eyes. I assumed it would then consume you with its razor-sharp beak. No. Right. Right? Yeah. It should have a secret beak. Because you can't have a beak on a cute kitty head. It's got to be some sort of yeah. you know, retractable like, like, well, beak. Like a stomach beak? Yeah, a stomach beak could do it. Maybe, maybe, it, uh, maybe it wears like a, a veil over its, over its nose and mouth like a belly dancer in erotic Istanbul. Oh, sure, yeah. And then it slowly lifts the veil with Picking its up the gold coins with its vagina. Sure. Did that happen? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is in the erotica that I read that I was forced to read uh, when, I a, uh-huh. when I was a tween mm-hmm. uh, of Anna's The Nin. erotica you uh, were forced to read when you were a tween. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Continue. No, well, like, I, didn't ha- I didn't have access to much. You, know. you just love the cartoons of Gay and Wilson. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, uh, you know, Fritz the Cat. I, th- I believe that the, there was a whole sequence in Fritz the Cat. <laughs> okay, let's hear another pitch. This guy's talking himself all the way out of Hollywood. Hi, this is Jamie in New York, and I have a movie pitch for you. 
famed geneticist Chip Gibson has one last chance to try for the Nobel Prize in genetics and for his estranged daughter's love. At first, it seems that his work is a noble manipulation of ancient DNA, approaching the pinnacle of human ingenuity. But Dr. Dipson has gone too far, and this unnatural creature is too dangerous for science to control, too dangerously cute. Mastodonk, he will melt the ice age of your heart and then kill you. <laughs> oh, I like. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, go. It's. I like that that one ended. Forgive me for hitting play twice accidentally. I love that that one ended strong. It did. He well, will melt it... the ice age of your heart and then kill you. Yeah, no, I. But I'm just confused as what the what the hybrid actually was. Like it, it was... was a mastodon uh, and a donk or miniature donkey. <laughs> oh, clearly, clearly, a donk is that a real thing? It is. Yeah, it's what you call a miniature donkey. <laughs> My uh, aunt ran a pony business for years, oh. and I, I thought I was familiar with yeah, the, a lot of pony the, biz, eh? Oh yeah, that, that, that's my that's strongest. That's why you have so many connections. That's in my Hollywood. strongest showbiz connection. It was Aunt Edna's pony biz. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second. I Jordan Jesse go. <laughs> But he wants a fella with a social disease. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Kent doesn't have much steam in his nickname, Nichols. Kent, it's really been a pleasure to have you. Here. Oh, stop! It's a been it's been it's been pleasure. my pleasure. It's been mm. amazing. Um, you are doing now daily videos at Ask a Ninja. Yes, we are. It's almost it's almost like a, it's almost like a news vlog. Uh, I watched a couple. It's like a news vlog hosted by a ninja with a crazy voice now. Well, the, the, no, there's a couple. We have we have five like sort of distinct segments or shows, uh, but we have the traditional Ask a Ninja episode on Tuesdays, uh, but on Mondays we feature video content from around the web. You guys uh, know the long tradition of Ask a Ninja videos. Absolutely. You know, where the ninja will answer the world's question in a very sped up Quick cutting manner. Uh, Monday, known as Saint Nicholas in England, absolutely, and then uh, de- Sinterklausen in Germany. De- uh, Death by Mondays on Monday, where we feature uh, acts around the web, like episodic content. Uh, then we were st- we just started a thing called the Ninterview, where the ninja will sit down and uh, interview someone. Uh, and then we do a sketch that's just sort of helps us clear our heads and do something weird and random. And then on Friday we wrap up like the week's news and vlogs uh, with the stare, and so that so the stare is that sort of new. Uh, okay, so that's why I saw something with a ninja talking about the peaceful revolution in Egypt. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah, we 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 delved into that that l- last week, and uh, yeah, but but we talk about uh, you know basically anything. It's sort of like the ninja's chance to vent on current things. Sure. Sounds like a daily destination for web entertainment. It does. It's 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 web fun. Uh, Jesse, we're we're having you as a guest, uh, a guest of the week coming up, and uh, so that that's going to be fun. It will be a great honor to join you guys in a couple of weeks. Maybe we'll have you too, Jordan. I would consider doing it. But he he sort of sopped up all the email on oh, it. I, I get it. 
you know, but but you know, you you seem uh, you know you seem swarthy and ready to go. Initially, <laughs> well, yes, I am ready to go, and I have uh, the vaguely olive-ish complexion. Yeah, yeah, of someone who might be swarthy. Sure. You, you you sort of yeah, you are you sort of look like uh, you, you look like the cross between the guy from the the Big Yellow House and the who was also in. Uh, uh, Scrooge, who died uh, sure, cold. Yes, Michael J. Pollard. Michael J. Pollard. Is that your dad? It's not. But it's not I, your dad. People tell me I look like him. That yeah. and Oliver from The Brady Bunch. Okay. I don't, I'm not familiar with Oliver from And Cary Grant. Bunch. And Cary Grant. Thank you. And Cary Grant. Somebody told me a young Ron Jeremy the other day. And I was like, Ooh. why do you even say that to Why would somebody? you say that out are you, loud? Are you hung like an armadillo? I mean, I, no, by armadillo, I mean like clear. His big. dick was in. I mean, that's the thing. Because okay. if his dick was out, you can understand. I yeah. Would under, yeah, that's a reasonable remark. Right. Because he has a huge dick, but completely hairless. Hey, speaking of dicks. Yes. Uh, what about body part picks? Oh, yes. That was a... a uh, <laughs> a, 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 people could request pics of my body. Sure, I got two. Oh, oh wow! What 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 were the requests via Twitter? Sure. Um, and I'm you know I'm I'm no uh, I'm no snake oil salesman. If people if, if I if I say I'm going to pony up body part pics, I'm going to pony them up. Um, especially if they're from ladies with cute Twitter pictures, which these were. Uh, I the one for the knee. Right. The other for the back of the knee. Wow. So, Jesse, is there a tasteful place on the website we can put these? Oh, absolutely. There's okay. no doubt about that. I don't want to, like, I don't want to, like, text these. You were, know, they like a, were they in cahoots? Were they in cahoots, these ladies? So. I don't think so. Because that seems very, I don't know, coincidental. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know. I guess it just, it just uh, points to where modern tastes in male uh, pictures are now is now it's sort of like a show in patella wham yeah. wham now huh? thank you <laughs> uh jordan your twitter is jordan underscore morris yes if people want to send you pit requests yeah i mean that's kind of a one-week thing uh, oh sorry. it's over it's over I, I mean if you want to make a case we'll see maybe maybe there's some in the jordan jesse go email box that you haven't seen yet sure hey that's true but for now i guess somewhere on the website we'll put them on the can... forum we'll put them on there the forum uh at forum.maximumfun.org front of the knee and back of the knee wow you're welcome no side no knee side i nobody asked all right Hey, you know, uh, I would love for Jordan Jesse Go listeners out there to review us in iTunes. By the way, oh yes, that would be nice. I feel like I feel like we have a disproportionately low number of reviews in iTunes, both for this show and the Sound of Young America. Do it. Start raving. Get out there and and review the shows. Come on, we need some active fans out there. You know, super fans. Check out your stop podcasting yourselves and your my brother, my brother and me's while you're at it. Somebody, uh, 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 a lot of people have been emailing me um, about uh, the interview that I did with Mavis Staples the other day on The Sound of Young mm-hmm. America. If you haven't listened to The Sound of Young America, if you're a Jordan Jesse Go fan who hasn't listened to The Sound of Young America, um, I was, it was a tremendous honor to talk to Mavis Staples. I really recommend you listen to that interview. If you're a big comedy fan, uh, this week on the show I'm talking with uh, Bill Carter, uh, the author of The Late Shift and The War for Late Night, about um, sort of the history of late night TV, late night comedy. Nice. Um, that's a really great show that Nick White, our editor, did an amazing job of. It's full of uh, amazing audio from the history of late night comedy. And um, 
Uh, also, the great Dick Cavett, speaking of the history of late night comedy. You're interviewing Dick Cavett? I interviewed Dick Cavett, and it is coming out later this oh, week. Oh, that's crazy. So I hear he's sort of a crank now. Uh, he was not. He was could not have been more gracious. Oh, yeah. Oh, exceptionally gracious. I mean, he certainly. Does he dislike people with bad grammar? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did, did did you get grammar corrected? Um, no, but he did briefly digress into bad grammar. I don't think it made the final edit of the interview. But the really golden—he couldn't have been funnier, more fascinating. Just it was a it was amazing to get to talk to him. Uh, but the best part of the whole interview that you'll hear if you listen to it on the Sound of Young America is there was a moment where I asked him about being accused of being pretentious. Because that's something that um, uh, has, uh, you know, I'm sure has followed him throughout his career um, because he is high-minded right. and, um, you know, likes to interview Norman Mailer when he gets the opportunity. Um, of course, we here like to interview Nick Mailer if sure. we can. Um, but uh, I asked him about being accused of being pretentious. He said, for the most part, I'm paraphrasing from memory here, uh, for the most part, the people who say that sort of thing are witless boobs. <laughs> <laughs> It's sort of a modern uh, nattering nabob of negativity. Yeah. Witless boob. And then he said that he said that uh, he wrote a letter to the New York Times saying that a negative critique of his show, uh, the writer had had all the enter the writer's writing was had all the liveliness of a second mortgage. <laughs> That's uh, a real rum doing. Cabot. <laughs> Okay, uh, blah, 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 206-984-4FUN, the number to call. If you've got a momentous occasion, you want to ask us a question, whatever. Um, JJ, go at MaximumFun.org, our email address. Our theme music, Love You, by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the, Light in the Attic Records from their album, Kites Are Fun, the best of The Free Design, which we highly recommend. And uh, we'll see you next time right here on Jordan, Jesse, Go. Thank you, Ken. Thank you. Thank you.